it's been quite some time since I've done an episode. I was living life and busting butt and doing really good. So I was staying pretty busy. I didn't have time to do an episode. Um, And then everything kind of fell apart. And I had lots of time, but wasn't ready to start talking again. But I am now. So this is going to be a lot, and it may be kind of confusing because, boy, in the last month I've been through it. Um, I know I keep saying I've been through it, I've been through it, I've been through it, but it just keeps building and building and building. Um, anyways, last time I did an episode, I was excited about life and taking charge and gung-ho and, you know, moving forward and being positive. And uh, that's exactly what I was doing. I left the town I was in, went back to, well, I was in Shawnee, and I left Shawnee, went back to Ardmore, and, you know, I faced my demons in Shawnee, and put them to rest, and and felt better, and realized it wasn't home anymore, and went back to Ardmore, where it was home. Three weeks in, I was doing amazing, Um, clean, working, and enrolled in college, fixing to start college for my master's degree making some good friends, healing myself, healing relationships, seeing my kids. Everything was up and up and going wonderful. Um, And then it all came crashing down. And then, like, the rug got pulled out from underneath me, and I still don't really understand why it happened. Um, So we're going to start right there is... The roommate I was living with, I went to work for her um, at her restaurant. Um, I'd been working there just a few days. Um, Everything was going wonderful. I went to work that morning, and she questioned me about a disagreement I had with her assistant manager, which really wasn't a disagreement. It was she asked me something, and I didn't understand it, and told her I didn't understand. And I guess she went to my friend and said something else that I was disrespectful and rude so my friend came to me and she really just tore into me and told me that I was basically fucking her life up and I looked at her in complete shock and said how? Uh, I, I don't understand and she said I don't have time to explain this to you you need to get out of my store and you need to go home and you need to pack and you need to get out of my house and it was like I had been punched in the gut a million times because it literally knocked the breath out of me. Come out of left field, I had no idea this was coming. I, I had no reason to expect it to come out. I, I was lost. Like, why? I kept asking her, why? 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 What did I do? And she just kept saying, go, 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 get out. And I looked at her and said, you know, I have no place to go. And she said, well, it's not my problem. So I left. I went to her her home and unpacked my stuff and moved it over to my son's girlfriend's house. And I mean, I just sobbed, confused. What did I do? I'm clean. I'm sober. I'm working. I'm making good choices. I'm, I'm doing everything right. And... Still, 
it's not good enough. I broke that day. I'm going to be honest. I broke hard. I just took off walking with nothing but my purse. $20 in my wallet. Just took off walking. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just, I just needed to walk. I just needed to go. I just, I had so much happen in the last two months that I just, I was blank, empty. I mean, I had nothing else. And I just, I just walked. I didn't answer my phone. I didn't tell anybody where I was going. I just went. And I walked for three hours in 100 degrees weather. It was hot. Mind you, in jeans. (laughs) And just was breathing and in my head I wasn't even thinking anything it was just like it was like a zombie on 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 autopilot something just I was just going through the motions but it was like I wasn't even there no thoughts no feelings nothing it was just nothing at all and then all of a sudden like I snapped and I'm thirsty gosh I'm so thirsty so I went to this little store and got me some water and come out and I hear a voice yell, hey you, don't I know you? And I look over and there's a young lady in a vehicle with a couple of gentlemen that I I recognized her, but she's not somebody I really knew, somebody I'd met, you know, in brief passing um, a couple weeks prior. She said, are you all right? And I said, no, I, I guess I'm going to go find a park bench to crawl under or something because I ain't got a place to go. And she said, what do you mean you don't have any place to go? And so I just kind of ran through, you know, what had happened earlier that morning. And she said, I'm getting in with me. And I told her, no, I'm okay. I just need to walk for a little bit. Um, I just need to clear my head. I just need to walk. And she said, well, where are you going to be in about 20 minutes? I'm going to take these guys and drop them off and come back and get you. And I said, I don't know. I'm just going to be walking, lady. And she said, okay, well, I'll find you. Don't go far. Well, I'm walking. And here she comes right back. Pulls up and says, please get in the car. And I did. And that entire rest of that day and night. We talked. I told her my life stories. She told me her life stories. Very similar. Just 20 year age difference. And she's been on the streets for seven years, seven, eight years, I think she said, quite some time. She's a very humble woman. And she doesn't have anything, but she was not bitter, she wasn't sad, she wasn't angry, she was grateful, because she was alive, and I asked her, how do you survive like this, what do you do, and she said, every day I just figure it out, 
I have to. I don't have anyone that cares about me. I get up and I figure out what I need to do that day to live. I figure out where I'm going to sleep, where I'm going to eat, where I'm going to shower, where I'm going to make money. And I just do that every day. And I thought to myself, that's what I need right there. I need to just be like her. Get out there and figure it out. Heck, I ain't got nowhere to go anyway, so... All right, let's do it. I spent a couple days with her. We walked all over the place. She talked to people. They'd give her money. And she had friends everywhere we went. She had somebody that cared about her, that would feed her or clothe her or let her sleep or shower or whatever. And because I was with her, they accepted me and treated me kind too. And these were good, honest people. These weren't druggies, these weren't alcoholics, these weren't abusers. These were everyday, good, honest, normal people. And I asked her, why do you say no one cares about you when all these people seem to care about you? And she said, well, they're friends. They give me what I need to survive when I come by and see them. But if they were really my friends, they really cared. Wouldn't they do more? Wouldn't they get me off the streets? Wouldn't they offer me a place forever? Wouldn't they offer me a job instead of $20? And that puzzled me because I didn't know the answer to that. And I saw her point, but then again, it was like, but for everything they do do for you, how could you say they don't care? As I told her I was going to table that and and ponder that a little more before I could answer that. Then I decided, you know, what am I going to do? Stay on the streets for her, with her, and meet people like that, and and have people that are gonna hand me things as I come and see them. I could probably do that. I could probably live that way. But is it the way I want to live? Maybe it is because the other way is not working. The nine to five ain't working. The white picket fence ain't working. Maybe this will work. So we go to her friend's house and she lays down to go to sleep and I'm sitting there pondering this, really considering it, weighing the options or the, you know, the the cons and the pros, reflecting on my life. And I feel a sense of peace come over me. The first time in a long time I felt some peace. So I go and I'm taking a shower and get out of the shower and I get a message on Facebook by this man that had been talking to me on and off for a couple weeks, being friendly, trying to get to know me. And I was standoffish because I wasn't, I'm trying to get to know anybody in a romantic way. 
But he says, can I take you to lunch today? Something told me to say yes. I don't know why, but something said to say yes. So I told him yes. And then he says, where are you? And I'll come pick you up. And I froze for a minute and I thought, how am I gonna explain myself to this man? And he's still gonna wanna take me to lunch. So I picked up the phone and I called him and I said, here's the deal. I was addicted to drugs. I'm clean right now. I'm homeless. I don't have a penny to my name. I've lost everything. You're probably wasting your time coming by here, picking me up, taking me lunch, trying to get to know me. And he said, no. Where are you? I'll be right there. And he picks me up and I look horrible, I get in the car, I have no makeup on. I just took a shower, used men's shampoo, soap, deodorant, everything, because I didn't have anything, and wearing a pair of these young lady shorts that were two sizes too big for me, that we tied rubber bands around to make them tight, but my butt was hanging out of them, and a little crop top on, I mean, I <laughs> felt ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, I get in the car, and he says, well, I've got to do my laundry at the laundromat. I know it's not the best ideal for a date, but I'd like to go do that if you'd like to go with me before we go eat. And I laughed so hard, and I said, okay, let's do it. So we spent the next hour and a half at the laundromat doing his laundry and talking felt like I'd known in my whole entire life just comfort a humble decent human being that listened to my story and saw me looking the way I looked and did not judge me never batted an eyelash took me to dinner or to lunch went and bought me a bathing suit we went to the lake and we spent the rest of the day at the lake that evening he paid for me to have two night stays in a hotel and never once did he try to put hands on me in any sexual manner whatsoever and he left me with a little bit of money his phone number and said if I need anything to let him know I still talk to him to this day. He's become a very good friend of mine and will be a friend for the rest of my life. Two days later, when the hotel stays up, I start walking around, trying to figure out my next move. It's seven o'clock in the morning. I'm walking down the highway. When I see my ex, Mr. B, drive past me and boy did his neck nearly break when he gawked at me and you know saw me and turned his head and looked and pulled them glasses off and rolled that window down and stared me down made sure it was me eye to eye contact and just kept on driving
that there broke me again. But this time, something inside broke bad. And I waited till he was out of sight, and I fell to my knees, and I sobbed, and I cursed God, and I asked him why. Why would you put me on this earth? And let me be hurt time and time and time and time again. To only give me something that I never thought I would ever have. Which was happiness and love. And then tear it from me. What did I do? Why am I so undeserving? When I didn't hear God say a darn thing to me. So I picked myself up and started walking and that emptiness came over me again. It was like I was watching myself from a different viewpoint. Like I was standing somewhere else watching myself like a movie play out. And I said, okay, I'm going to end it. I don't want to hurt anymore. So I took that little bit of money that man had given me. And I made a phone call. And I bought a large amount of methamphetamine. And decided I was going to overdose. to a store and bought me a bottle of water went around the back of the store sat down and mixed it all up broke it down and loaded it in a syringe well, three syringes took my purse strap wrapped it around my arm and popped that vein out fixing to slide that needle in when I heard this voice say, ma'am, are you okay? When I looked up, and you may think I'm exaggerating, but I swear, it looked like a halo over this man's head for a second, which I now realize was just the sun, but at that moment it looked like a halo, so it looked like an angel standing there. And I said, no, young man, I'm not. And he said, I know you don't know me, but please don't do what you're fixing to do. Please come with me and let me help you because I think you need it. And I said, okay. And I got up and I walked with him a little ways down the road and around the corner to this little apartments and he said, would you like to come in or would you like to sit outside? I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. And I said, actually, I'd like to come in. And I went inside and we sat down. And he listened to me. And I told him my entire life story. He fed me. He cried with me. 
he prayed with me. And he told me that God put him in my life at that exact moment so that I could live. And I believed him. and said he only wanted me to promise him two things. One, I would never pay it back. And for two, that I would give him the drugs that I had and let him destroy them. And I did. And I thanked him him that he would be forever my angel and that I would cherish him in my heart forever and we would be friends forever and to this day he calls me every day to check on me so I took that money and I ate again for a hotel for a couple days. I bought some clothes and shampoo and stuff. I got a job. And I was feeling good. I was feeling like I heard the Lord. I got his sign and I was going to be okay. hotel. I don't know what was the fancier hotels when I knew I wasn't going to stay at, but because I couldn't, wouldn't be able to afford it, but something told me to go in there. I'm telling you, I looked a hot mess. I go in there and I ask for an application and they give me an application and I fill it out and then they ask me to hold on for a minute. And so I did and this little old woman come out, introduced herself as the housekeeping manager. I sit down with her and she said, well, I wanted to come out and introduce myself because I'm not hiring right now, but you look like you need someone to talk to, honey. And I started bawling and I told her my story and she listened and she said, God put you right here with me right now for a reason and I don't have much to give you but I'm going to give you a job anyways be here at 8.30 in the morning and she gave me some water and a bag of chips and hope So I went on down and got the room and so I was feeling good, everything was going good. I heard God and He's intervened. 
couple days it was it was it was good and then I called my sister to ask for help and she turned me away I'm not even going to repeat the words that she said to me but they were hateful. My dad hung up on me and my brother didn't answer. All of the people that I thought were my true friends told me no or didn't answer. It was my son's birthday. still standing and I got even more angry so I went I would go to work and I'd get off work and I'd go try to kill myself by doing as much drugs as possible and it wouldn't work and I did that for days and days and days the hotel ran out and I was on the streets again. I was sleeping in the park. I was under trees and under benches and on top of tables. Sleeping on dark porches of abandoned houses. Literally on the streets and nobody cared. It seemed like nobody cared except the drug people that kept giving me the drugs. And I broke my phone. I had put terrible things all over my social media pages that I'm embarrassed of now. I said a lot of mean things to a lot of people. I said a lot of mean things to God. And then I go and get this phone call from friend, the one that had taken me to the lake and lunch and everything that day. He says, where are you? I've got a feeling that you're not okay. Because I've been trying to get a hold of you and I hadn't heard back from you. I said, well, my phone hasn't been working. All of a sudden it's working. I don't understand it because it didn't work for days. I couldn't get it to charge, couldn't get it to come on, couldn't do nothing. And then all of a sudden it's working. 
where are you? So I, I told him where I was, and he kind of got me. I took a shower, fed me, confessed my sins, <laughs> what I've been doing. He got harsh with me. said so I took off I um I made a phone call had a drug buddy pick me up uh, next thing you know I was in a hotel room with 20 people there was a lot of drugs and a lot of things that were going on that I, I'm not going to put on here because um, I'm just not going to put that on here and my phone goes off again and I look down and it's my best friend it's been my best friend since we were 12 and there's messages I love you, where are you, I love you, where are you, I love you, where are you just day after day after day that I hadn't been getting all came in at once and then another message came in from a friend of mine that said, where are you? I'm worried. And I swear at that moment, I heard God's voice say, young lady, pick yourself up. Get out of here. I have given you the gift of life. You're not meant to die. And I have put people in your lives this past couple of weeks to show you that you're not meant to die and you're not listening. Live. And I jumped up and I went outside and I called my son and he came and got me and I got his car and I packed a bag Praising God and thanking Him and telling Him that I hear Him loud and clear. And I'm going to live. And I'm going to live a good, happy, healthy life. And I was done with drugs and I was done with the streets and I was done with all the negativity. And I was going to make those changes. to a place a good safe place and I'm, I'm not going to tell anybody where I am because in order to make these changes I need to change people places and things and I'm doing that so I'm, I'm not going to put where I am but I am in a good safe healthy happy place with good healthy people that truly do care about me been here three days. I was sick, coming off the drugs, but I'm alive, 
and I have had the biggest eye-opening experience ever, as I am seeing clear for the first time in a long time. I felt peace. I feel content. I don't have hatred anymore. I don't have negativity anymore. I, it's all gone. It's all washed away. somehow something that I don't know how to explain it's a new outlook on life a new perspective on life a new outlook and perspective of myself I no longer want to die I no longer want to hurt or hurt anyone else in any way. I have forgiven everyone that I feel has ever hurt me or done me wrong. I don't even know how I've done it other than by God's grace because I do feel Him with me. I do feel Him with me. I do believe that that girl and those two boys were angels sent by God. And had they not entered my life, I would not be here right now. God is good. And He does bless us. I'm going to end this right now Um, I have more to tell but I'm going to end this right now because I feel like that's a good good powerful message right there and uh, everybody just needs to kind of soak that in for a little bit because if you're not a believer maybe after hearing this you will be because I know it (laughs) <laughs> it's not something I expected and it has changed me because I am a believer now 